Hello, lovely people. Welcome to another episode of Herbaceous Conversations with Back to a Silly. I'm your host, Gloria, and this is a space to delve into the knowledge of plant medicine and empower you with practical and applicable information to enhance your well-being. For more information, visit the website at backtoasilly.com. Hello, fellow plant lovers. Welcome back to another episode and happy Thursday. I hope your week is going amazing. This episode is quite special as I sat down and I talked with Sarah Baldwin. She's the author of the Herbal Healing Deck. And we discuss the bridge between the spiritual world and plants and healing. She's a writer, an herbalist, and a Reiki master. So grab your tea, your coffee, whatever you are drinking on, because this conversation is quite engaging. I hope you enjoy. Sarah, welcome to the Herbaceous Conversations podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. And likewise, it's an honor to have you on here as our first ever guest on the show. All right. Now, your background with herbs is quite unique, and if you want, you can go ahead and describe your background with herbs and the plant world. Okay, sure. Um, Well, let's see. It kind of just um, came naturally from, like, I grew up out in the country, out in the woods, close to nature, here in southern Indiana, which is where I still live. Um, And I was really raised, you know, going on hikes and playing out in the dirt um, with my family. And on top of that, my mom was always very into spiritual practices, including divination. Um, So we would pick cards and runes together and things. And so when I got into herbalism, which was in my early 20s, so gosh, 10 to 12 years ago, (laughs) it feels like a long time. Um, It just was a natural process for me to um, start to think of nature as an oracle and really want to connect with plants in this um, deeper way, uh, which is how I discovered Um, what people call, you know, plant spirit medicine or plant spirit healing. So that's really, I mean, I do all kinds of um, just like practical herbalism. I'm not a clinical herbalist, but I do, um, you know, make and use plants for myself, my family, my friends. Um, But mostly um, for me, where the juice is at these days is with um, working them on a more as a like a spiritual practice, I guess. Mm, mm. that's nice yeah it's interesting how that evolution process happens once you initially find something right such as Mm -hmm. your knack is but be it you know coding uh writing and you know in this space herbs how it evolves over time and like you said you've been in this space for a while while and you grew up in it right the immersion was there Mm -hmm. (laughs) since you were born (laughs) so yeah So this um, connection that we have as humans between nature really in general, but plants is quite interesting. Mm. And I feel like we're going through this evolution cycle on a more broader scale. Um, 
through time. So going, you know, now we're phasing out between the Piscean and Aquarian age. Mm -hmm. And with that, there's a lot of shifts going on and pertaining to um, healing in general. um, How, let me see, how do I say this? So if someone was interested in integrating plants in a more spiritual way into their life, how would, how would someone go about doing that? Okay. That's a, that's a lovely question. I could give quite a long answer. I'll try, I'll try to keep it short. Um, but basically, you know, I, I sort of threw out the term plant spirit medicine, and this is, you know, a, a tradition that emerges out of shamanism, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, as you mentioned, with the time that we're in and this time of heightened evolution, um, a lot of people are rediscovering shamanism. I mean, this is something that all pre-industrial cultures had, no matter what our you know, personal lineage is. It's all, it's back there in our ancestry somewhere. And, you know, of course, many indigenous and tribal cultures still have uh, very much alive and well shamanic traditions. So mm-hmm. in the shamanic tradition, um, plants are recognized as having their own unique spirit and consciousness, like a personality that we can connect with and communicate with. And that, you know, once you get into, um, into various practices, which I'll uh, touch on in a moment, um, mm-hmm. it really opens us this ho- opens up this whole world of um, the idea that the spirit itself is the strongest medicine. Um, mm-hmm. That na- that plants are not just these like um, things that we drink as tea <laughs> to keep right. to stay healthy. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they are that, but they're also our teachers and allies and friends um, mm-hmm. and companions. And so. As far as like how to connect um, with them, there are so many different avenues to take to do that. And um, I mean, the whole thing is that it's fostering relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Fostering relationships is the crucial aspect of it. It is essential to experiencing their um, their deepest healing gifts, I would say. And so, you know, for uh, and by healing gifts, I don't I mean, both physical healing and also Um, I've found that they really have this knack, this almost uncanny knack to hold up a mirror and show you things about yourself, Mm. Um, you know, even when you may not want to see them, (laughs) like emotional blocks or wounds that need to be healed and that type of thing. And it's all for the, you know, our highest good. I believe that plants are very magnanimous beings that wish us well um, and that the love is really mutual. We love them and they love us. It's a relationship like any any relationship you would have with another person. Um, so as far as practices and how to connect, um, one of my, I'll tell you a couple of my, uh, favorites. One is meditation. This is like the classic, um, the classic way of connecting with plants in a deeper way is by deepening your consciousness while you're with them and attempting to connect with them with your heart more so than your mind. That's a biggie. Um, Mm -hmm. My personal favorite form of meditation with plants is the shamanic journey. So, um, you know, listening to a rapid drum beat and allowing that to alter my consciousness. And I mean, there's a whole sort of shamanic protocol for that. Folks who are interested can look up Sandra Ingerman. She's a great teacher, shamanic journey. Um, So, no, you know, no need to get all in detail here, but that's one way. Um, But it can also be as simple as a mindfulness meditation, sitting with them out in nature. Um, There's also an exercise called the the spirit dose or the drop dose, 
where you take one drop only of a tincture or other herbal preparation and just sit with it quietly um, with your eyes closed and you can feel how that medicine affects you physically. Where does it go in the body? How does it make you feel? Um, what emotions come to the surface? What mm-hmm. thoughts, what memories come to the surface? And really enter, that's one way of seeing how a plant affects you and becoming mindful of that is a way of entering into a more mindful relationship with that plant. Um, so that's meditation. Another thing that is probably, um, aside from meditation, my number one um, way that plants seem to want to <laughs> teach me is through paying attention to synchronicity, <laughs> um, just in your daily life, right? So um, keeping your eyes open for messages um, that may come from plants. And I feel like, you know, we sort of, you know, spiritual seekers kind of naturally do this anyway, let's say with like, animal totems or animal spirits if we see an owl we want to quickly you know go to the internet and look it up or turn to our 10 andrews books and see what it might mean um and then we consider how that interacts with what we were doing or thinking or feeling in that moment and what message that might be bringing for our life so the same can be done with plants i just find that because plants don't move around as much <laughs> as animals sometimes that it takes a little bit more to notice um and so it can be anything from you keep hearing about the same plant over and over people keep mentioning hawthorn you you see an image of it repeatedly um it can also be you know as sort of what we would think of as a negative experience like a tree falls across your driveway <laughs> as you're trying to leave that day for work or something um and clearly that tree is trying to get your attention in some on some level um so you know when those types of things happen um rather than having a meltdown or maybe after having the meltdown <laughs> we can you know uh, start thinking about what species of tree is this, um, you know, and looking to see if there's any folklore or mythology surrounding, you know, available surrounding that plant. Um, and also what, if it is uh, used medicinally, what its physical uses are can often point us in the direction of some kind of lesson, if that makes sense. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, synchronicities, that's a, I feel like people are more attuned to that now. It's like a hot word. (laughs) So it's interesting. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And the meditation is a very easy, it's a a very easy tool that beginners can, you know, start with. And yeah, it's very helpful. Another way that I like to do it, it's kind of like a movie meditation. So like, you know, people carry their crystals with them. Mm -hmm. fashion just carrying like a sachet of the herb with them throughout the day yes that's lovely and you know now that you brought that up um i always encourage folks to cultivate that sort of physical connection with the plants you know Mm -hmm. work with them right like um because you know meditating is great and synchronicity is wonderful but i feel like herbal mysticism is really an embodied spiritual practice that connects us with the earth Mm-hmm. Um, which is great for a lot of us spiritual seekers because we tend to want to leave our bodies, sometimes leave the planet, myself included, right? <laughs> Go yeah. on the astral plane, you know. Um, but I feel like getting out into nature, observing plants, um, wildcrafting, growing plants, connecting with local plants, because it's no um, accident which plants are growing around you. 
you know, um, that you are sharing space with these plants that grow at your doorstep for a reason. Um, so foraging relationships with the plants you find yourself living with um, is, is a wonderful way as well. I agree. Yes. It's very, very profound. I recommend people to do that all the time. You know, mm. and by doing it, by, it's so easy. By doing nature walks around your neighborhood, um, incorporating that more often. So, yeah, that was very insightful. Thank you. Oh, sure. Sure. And also, um, one more sort of way to start using them in a healing practice um, is sort of incorporating plants into an energy work for people who are into that. Like I practice Reiki, for example, um, and sort of the basic idea of plant spirit medicine or whatever people want to call it, plant spirit healing. The basic concept is to get to know a plant deeply and to form that bond or deep relationship with the plant and aligning yourself with that plant's vibration so much that you, you start to learn what it feels like even when you're not next to the plant so that you can transmit that plant's vibration to another person through energy work. And that can be done just with intention. It can be done, you know, calling on the plant, um, placing an image of the plant, working with the plant physically, as you mentioned, a sachet, placing it on the body and things like that to channel the energy of that plant. That's lovely. Yeah. It's like they have their own, they have their own energy signatures or blueprints. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Nice. Huh. So, um, you've recently, well, not recently, recently, but you've published a book of sorts. You have mm -hmm. herbal healing deck and I want to ask, so what inspired you to create that, um, series? Okay. Um, so yeah, the herbal healing deck, as I mentioned, you know, I, um, basically with my upbringing, I feel like it was just a really natural progression for me to start when I started working with plants as physical medicine, to start also recognizing that they have um, spiritual medicine as well and emotional medicine. And so honestly, I, I sort of, um, <laughs> the idea of creating an oracle deck of medicinal plants just kind of came to me. <laughs> That's the best way I can explain it. Um, and the whole process felt very guided. And it's really what I love doing is thinking symbolically about things in general um, and making meaning. So thinking symbolically about plants, um, I was really inspired by considering the various archetypes that they're associated with, um, especially through folklore and mythology or astrology. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, the word signature a moment ago, like the doctrine of signatures, you know, the idea that what a plant, that a plant in some way resembles what it can heal. Um, and that's usually thought of in a physical way in herbalism, but it can also be on a more energetic level. Like when you see a plant in the yard or in the woods, like you can just simply ask yourself, what does this remind me of? And like outlandish or cartoonish ideas that come into your mind can still be really valid. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> so not shutting down the intuition, you know, and the gut feelings is a big part of it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's very important. Yeah. The connection between, you know, harnessing your own intuition and understanding that language so you can further connect with the plants. 
Yes. yes. And, you know, on that note, I feel like, you know, with the herbal healing deck, um, I sort of created it as a, oh, just like the beginning of maybe a little mini encyclopedia that people could turn to when at the time it was many years ago that I had this idea before it took me several years to manifest it. And um, at that time, um, there really weren't a lot of herbal oracle decks out there i feel like a lot of people must have been downloaded with the exact same idea <laughs> not the exact same but you know because there are lots of herbal oracle decks out there now which is wonderful yeah. and i feel like all of this is creating this sort of um collective consciousness encyclopedia of plant meanings as everybody adds their bit to it because i feel like these archetypes of the plants and personalities are so big that no one human being could ever have a, a grasp on, could ever claim to have to know the truth, you know, end all be all with a capital T of a plant. Um, so I feel like everybody's experiences are valid. And the more we all explore um, relationships with plants, the more we can all add to this conversation, which I love. And the more we can see connections and similarities between experiences. Like if, if a lot of people have a similar experience, um, or get a similar feeling or message from a plant, I think that's certainly worth paying attention to. Right, right. Yeah, it's like we all pull it down from the ethers, right? And then we decode it differently, which mm -hmm. is, that's the whole idea behind unity consciousness is we experience this life and we all decode it. And then of course, sharing it too, which is a big component um, to that. Yeah, nice. So this unfolding of the herbal deck, let me just say, I really love it. I got it at the beginning of this year. I've never uh, used a tarot deck per se. I've done readings, mm -hmm. actually touching the cards and connecting it in that way. It's completely different. And it's quite, it's an amazing piece of work, I must say. It's amazing. Oh, well, thank you, Gloria. That's yeah. very sweet. <laughs> nice um so i feel like i can talk to you forever about <laughs> the spirit world <laughs> um however so let me see here i have a few questions to ask you um to close out this conversation all right so firstly uh what would you consider to be your plant guide Oh boy. Um, that is always a tough question. Anytime someone asks me for a favorite, <laughs> oh, not right. a fa I know you didn't use that word, but um, so, cause there are so many, I feel like for me, um, the very first plant that really spoke to me and um, opened me up to, I feel like it was a gateway plant to open me up to the rest, open my heart to the rest of the plant spirit world was Hawthorne. And that was an incredibly powerful experience. Um, this was back when I was a, an herbiculture intern back in 2010 at the company Herb Farm in Oregon. Mm. Um, and we had a weekend workshop on plant spirit medicine and we did a Hawthorne tree meditation doing the drop dose spirit dose exercise sitting outside at twilight around this tree. And it was an incredible cathartic thing for me that I will never forget. Um, so that was, you know, sort of the first one. I also feel very connected to um, Moonflower or um, Datura here where I 
where I grow, I almost said, where I live, <laughs> where it grows, it's called Jimson weed. Um, that's like the variety that we have here. But I find that that, for whatever reason, has come up repeatedly around times of death and rebirth in my life. I mm. also feel like for whatever reason, that's it seems to be a vibration that I carry with me, that I find that people come, seem to come to me. They seem to find me when they need to let go of something in their life that's not serving them anymore. And I seem to be able to help them do that. Um, so that's a big one. And I would say right now, like in the past few years, um, the mimosa tree has really been um, on for me, like the Albizia julibrisin, um you know, the tree of happiness, it's sometimes called, it's got those yes. real pink. I don't, okay. So, you know, you know, the one it grows down in the Southeast, right? It's, I think yeah. even considered an invasive down there. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what, yeah. Mimosa is, uh, has really been um, unfolding to the extent that just one little quick story. I, um, Oh, I have mimosa trees in my yard, but a, the low the low hanging branch that had flowers that I could harvest fell down in a storm a couple years ago and I was really bummed and sad about that and I was looking for you know a safe and ethical place to wildcraft some mimosa flowers all throughout that summer and finally I happened to be driving by this cemetery um, that looked sort of weedy and abandoned enough that I felt good about it. And there was this beautiful mimosa tree there. And so I pulled over and I'm looking at this tree and I'm thinking, wow, like this tree is used for heart healing, trauma, grief, depression. Like it's so perfect to have in a graveyard where people are going to visit their beloved dead. And so I'm just in awe of this beauty, you know, and the energy that it's giving people who visit this graveyard. Um, then I turn around and just to look at, you know, the headstones and the very first one in front of me, the closest one to the tree has my name on it. First and last names. What? <laughs> Sarah Baldwin. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> that, I was just thinking first name, but first and last. That is crazy. It was. It's not like Baldwin is a common name in Indiana, you know? It was yeah, just nah. like, whoa. Um, and so that gave me chills. And I sort of, it was one of those fall to your knees. and <laughs> Right, right. <Literally. laughs> wow. Yeah, that's very fascinating how the plants find us, especially, you know, as healers, we, we each have a certain work to do here. And the way that they come to us, you know, and the timing. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, wow. Thank you for sharing. That was a. Yeah. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for asking. I love, oh, I just, I mean, obviously I love all things plants, but I love talking about plant allies, especially. Yes. And beautiful moments that they create for us and with us. Yeah. It's, and it's like you said, it's the experience. So, and even for me, I could relate, you know, having in the looking back at my life, of course, you have, I have interactions with herbs and plants, but it's the initial interaction that changes everything so yeah mm. all right so second question um in regards to the future of herbal healing what are you looking forward to the most um you mean like my own sort of uh practice with it or my own projects or just in general uh both okay. either way 
Hmm? Okay, well, (laughs) I will be bold and say in general, in the world of herbalism, I am so looking forward and so delighted to see that cannabis is becoming legal (laughs) in more and more states. I feel like Indiana will probably be the last one to open that up. Um, Illinois recently did, which got all of us Hoosiers really excited. Um, Because I feel like, you know, um, not just as a I mean, I don't really like the term recreational use, but I think it is a beautiful plant that one can work with in so many different ways with plant spirit medicine. Um, And I'll just leave it at that for now. Um, In my own life, in my own practice, what I'm really juiced up about is um, my next, I've got so many ideas for the future, but my next project that I'm focusing on is the creation of some plant spirit meditations, um, like guided meditations that will be downloadable. I'm working on a new website. And when that comes out, I am really excited to share some of these meditations that I've been sharing just, you know, locally as I, I've led a few um, meditations like at local festivals and things. And I'm excited to send them out into the world here within the coming months. That sounds so exciting. Yeah. Wow. And I'll put, guys, I'll put the link uh, to Sarah's website and all her links so you can find her and keep up with her work. That sounds awesome. I'll refer my customers to you because I give them like, uh, how do I say, I write it up for them. Like I send people mini monographs, so I type it up for them, but they buy. Yeah. So that way they can tweak it however they like. But yeah, once you have, that's wonderful. I'll be referring them to you. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So lastly, the last question, let's see. So how, how do you strive? You kind of answered this, um, but I'll ask anyway. So how do you strive to cultivate herbal conversations in your community? Well, yeah. Um, So in my own community, it's mostly um, like right now, I will just say that for the past few years, past couple of years, I've really had a very tight schedule and I was working this, what I like to refer to my muggle job, (laughs) Um, which I'm now out of now. And so I'm what I'm doing, this isn't really for my local community, but more for the global community. I am doing writing and editing work for the Herbal Academy, which is an online herbalism school um, that puts out some really top-notch stuff. Um, So I'm super excited about that. And that's kind of one of the main ways that I feel like I'm helping to, um, yeah, get get the plant love out into the world. That's one of the ways. And in my own community, I do, um, yeah, I do the occasional uh, speaking engagement, and um, I've done a couple of herbal conferences, bigger ones in the past, but um, lately it's been more just local, like yoga festivals. I did a lovely Hawthorne meditation in a in a local salt cave in Bloomington, Indiana, which was very enjoyable. So I just really delight on just turning people on in very simple ways to um, plant spirit medicine and also just sharing physical medicines with people that it, if it, if my gut tells me someone might need something like a, you know, I've just like, I've been giving um, little gifts out to people <laughs> on occasion as well. So that's kind of, that's kind of been how I'm, how I'm rolling at the moment with that. It's the small, it's the small things, right? It's nothing too complicated. The plant world. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, I feel like, you know, for us spiritual seekers, we always want, at least many of us, um, it's like we all have this important mission and it feels so important. Um, 
you know, and yet, because we all want to save the world, right? But I do feel like it, it sort of boils down to these little moments, um, you know, these, mm. these sort of smaller, more mundane moments. And if enough of those add up and enough of us are doing this work, we will change the world. Right, right. Wow. Very well stated there, Sarah. Very well stated. Man. All right. Well, I want to thank you so, so, so much for taking out your time to sit down with me and have this conversation on this platform. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for reaching out and inviting me, Gloria. I really appreciated it. All right, guys. So I will leave all the links for, like I said earlier, to Sarah's work down below. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you next week on Thursday. Before I head out, I want to let you guys know about two new things that are coming to a silly herbs and botanica. Well, maybe three. As you may have noticed, the business name has officially changed to better suit the mission of the business. Now, firstly, the Kabila is being revamped. Now, Kabila means tribe and community in Swahili. And on this online forum, this online space, this is a place where you can explore herbalism specifically pertaining to african folk medicine and you'll also receive exclusive monthly content from me and then secondly the coaching program is going to be revamped for next year as i'll be intertwining my expertise as an herbalist and a health coach to provide you a very unique program so you can release anything that's hindering you from thriving and being your best self in regards to your health uh, in the mind, body, and spirit. So if you'd like to receive more information about these changes, please be sure to subscribe to our newsletter.